Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey friend, David here, and welcome back to the show. So I'm excited today. I just, I wanted to, you know, every other episode on this podcast, I think I go ahead and I cover uh, something different, you know, something new. I try to cover different topics every other episode, you know, and, and maybe cover, um, you know, every, it's something that I'm doing in my videos, kind of go a little deeper there, explore a different side of it. And then every other podcast go and cover something totally different. And today I want to I want to just respond to something I saw on Facebook the other day. Actually, this was just yesterday. I was on Facebook, saw in the uh, big lighting group on Facebook. We're not going to name it here just because um, you know there's not really a need to. Um, but uh, you know. <sighs> What I want to do is talk about critiquing lighting. So I saw this post. Somebody wrote, you know, hey, I went to this show. I think it was Eric Clapton. It doesn't matter. Um, it really doesn't matter. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, that I disagree with this person's critique of this show. I haven't seen the show. Okay. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about how do you critique lighting. Um, and I want to start with a story. So years ago, I mean, this was, gosh, I don't know you know, eight years ago or something, I was working here locally as a lighting tech and stuff, and I was on a show, I mean, it was a really big show here in town, big corporate show, looked looked nice, um, and somebody, we were just standing around, you know, we kind of finished, we were, I think we were about ready to tear down, actually, so we'd set it up, the show had happened, it was almost time to tear down, we were, we were standing there hanging out with the lead lighting tech uh, from the big production company, uh, it was PRG, which is uh, the biggest production company in the world, I think. One, they're either number one or number two. It doesn't matter. Um, and this guy, uh, and somebody asked, so what'd you think of the show? How did it look? Right? And this guy, the lead lighting tech, so he's not the lighting designer. That was somebody different. He said, he very quickly said, um, I don't critique design on shows that I'm not lighting. Interesting. And I heard that. And, and it's still stuck in my mind, and I can even picture being in that room at the Opryland Hotel uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. I, I've got that picture stuck in my brain forever because it really struck me. I, I, I thought to myself, why does this guy, why is he so against mentioning any critique of a show that he's working that he's not lighting, okay? And in fact, for this guy, I don't know, but I'm going to guess that he even would not critique um, any lighting that he doesn't do. You know, he probably has in his head what he thinks about it, but it, it, to anyone else, to anyone in the public, any friends, he's not going to mention anything. And why is that? Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about critiquing lighting because, you know, I, I look at lighting from two sides of things, right? When I'm thinking about lighting I've seen and lighting I've done, okay? And sometimes I like to think about, especially on shows that maybe uh, don't go the way that I think they should, I like to think about if somebody walked in cold, meaning they're just a lighting person, a lighting hobbyist, maybe one of you, and you walked in and looked at this particular show that I'm lighting, that I don't like how it looks, um, what would you think about that design? What would you think about me as a designer? Okay. 
Um, take, for example, uh, a number of years ago, just to make this real, I was lighting a show for a healthcare company. I'm in Nashville. We do a lot of shows for healthcare company. And the client of the, for this show, the meeting planner, was somebody who liked to, uh, how do we phrase this best? They like to share their artistic opinion and be part of the design process, but I would argue that said person, said client, was not a very artistic person, okay? And most clients agreed with that, right? This this particular client would, uh, they would give their feedback, they would say, okay, you know, um, they would say, you know, here's my thoughts, and, and, and you know, this guy would 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 uh, his whatever he added to the design would usually get struck down if the clients um, had an opinion with how the show looked. And if the clients didn't have an opinion on how the show looked, such as this show, it was a healthcare show, um, they would say, yeah, it looks great. We trust you, you know, do what you would do. And as the lighting designer, I kind of would be stuck in a place where, you know, I couldn't um, I couldn't change the lighting. Because I was doing what the client wanted, my meeting planner, but then the end client, the healthcare company that this job was for, um, you know, they they were just going to roll with whatever their meeting planner wanted. And I knew that design-wise, hopefully you're following along and this isn't too confusing, this show did not look that good. Um, you know, I was required, because the client said this is what I want, to make it look you know what I would be. What I would say is worse than it should have, right? Um, I, it didn't light it the way I wanted to light it, and you know they had color combinations and ideas for the show that, to me, didn't fit the rest of the visuals in the show. Really, just looked bad. Um, and so I say all that to illustrate this point when we talk about critiquing lighting. Going back to this post on Facebook about this Eric Clapton show, okay, that this guy went to see. And he had a lot of critiques about the set pieces, about the lighting, the effects used, uh, and how he thought he was really let down by the show. Um, and, you know, he just kind of wanted to hold the lighting designer accountable. I don't know. He just wanted to say, here's some, some, uh, some feedback that I have, you know, I disagreed with your artistic decisions. I don't think your show looked that great, <laughs> is basically what this guy said. And... You know, how do you critique lighting? <laughs> so often, um, I would say you you really have to be careful, especially with what you say in public. Um, I didn't go through the comments because I'm sure there were, I know there were tons because I saw the count. And when you're looking at somebody else's lighting, okay, there are so many factors and pressures that you're not aware of that are going to affect the outcome, okay? And, and the same goes when people look at your lighting, right? Um, you know, I can think of other shows I've done where the lighting was just barely adequate enough. Like, you know, just barely covered the stage and, and really was only just enough to get by. And, and it, you know, it wasn't really enough to do the show, but we got by, right? Um, <clears throat> and, you know, a show like that, if one of you, one of the listeners at the show, or somebody else with some lighting, you know, desire to learn more about lighting or, or do more with lighting walked in, they might look at that show and say, wow, you know, this lighting designer doesn't know what he's doing. Um, he's not using these lights very well. Wow, he's not even covering the stage that well. And lo and behold, what the critiquer doesn't know is, okay, 
what were the budget pressures uh, that led into this show? Like, you know, were they forced at the last minute to cut a lot of gear that they didn't want to? You know, what were the pressures and what were what happened uh, with the venue? Okay, um, did they get to the venue and maybe, you know, we were told that you could hang things in a certain spot or we could set up uh, lighting, some trust towers or something uh, to light the stage from a certain spot, right? To do front light uh, from a certain ideal position. Maybe we were told we could do it in that position. And then we got on site and we were told that we couldn't hang in that position or the drawing was wrong. So many times I've run into that and and, and truthfully, you know, it comes down to the production manager at that point. But I remember one show where it was it was a pretty complex show. There were a lot of trusses in the air, um, and it was in a pretty tight space for the amount of stuff that it was in this particular ballroom. And the production manager had done a, a full site visit with the venue and with the client. Okay, they had been given a CAD file. Okay, on the site visit. Um, they looked at different beams, places they could hang, and then they knew they had the drawing to draw it out and verify everything. Okay, but what they didn't do was go and verify that all the beams and the hanging points were in the correct place on the drawing. Why? Because honestly, visit with a client most of the time, you don't have time to do that kind of stuff. And you would assume, which I know assuming gets you into trouble, it makes, you know, a blah, blah, blah out of you and me. Uh, but when you, but you kind of have to assume that things are going to be in the right place on the drawing. Like if a venue hands you a drawing and as long as they don't say, Hey, the trusses are in the, you know, the roof hanging points are in the wrong place. Then the assumption is that they're in the right place, right? Like we can at least assume that much that unless the venue knows that they're in the wrong place and they tell us that, then they should be in the right place, you know? (laughs) And I remember walking into this, this show you know, to set up on setup day, um, and they had done a pre-rig the day before, so there were trusses floating, they were already partially hung in the air, all that jazz. Uh, I walk in, and my production manager says, hey, David, we got to go over some things. Um, I had to move things around, you know, uh, in particular, this particular truss is not in the location we wanted it to be, um, because the drawing is just plain wrong. <laughs> and, and we had to roll with that. We had to roll with that punch, you know? And somebody could have walked into that show and said, wow, you know, that front light is getting all over the backdrop. Um, they should have put that truss in a different place. And we should have. But, you know, at the end of the day, there were set pieces and LED screens and other and, and seating to accommodate. And at the end of the day, you know, we may have been eight feet off where we should have been in the air, which was a pretty significant distance in a mid-sized ballroom. And there was nothing we could do about it right? Somebody could walk in and say, wow, that's not good design work. That's that's bad lighting design. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't say that you're wrong. I mean, <laughs> right? We're, we're making lemons out of lemonade. We're doing the best we can. But I would say, when it comes to lighting that you see out there in the real world, you really don't know how much time did that person have to put it together? Um, what were the budgetary constraints? One of the other things in this Facebook post uh, that was that was critiqued um, was that this person critiqued the chases and the effects that the lighting designer was running on the LED strips behind the artist. Well, maybe, you know, and this has happened to me before, 
maybe the lighting designer programmed some really great stuff on these strips and they had lots of different options and some some really interesting stuff that they felt really fit the music and then the artist or you know a lot of times especially with with bigger acts or where um there's a lot going on it's not even the artist it's whomever has been given the job to kind of watch over the production right it could be the artist's uh significant other it could be a trusted friend it, it could just be someone who was thrown in that position and they may come back to you and say hey you know i don't really think that's the look we're going for we want this right and this, whatever it is that they gave you, might be the really generic, you know, uh, kind of the same effect for every song, but they change the colors, right? That could be the exact thing that the client asked for. That could be exactly what they wanted, you know? And if they tell you that's what they want, right, and they're paying for it, then ultimately, that's what you got to do, right? And so... My point here, again, just going back to how do you critique lighting, is it's never as simple as it looks on paper. You never know the challenges that people had walking into this this show, right? You don't know if they had very little time to program. You don't know if they had very little time on the day of to load in and get set up and verify that everything was working correct. You don't know if they were really pressed on budget. You don't know if the client had really out their requests and decided that the thing they wanted uh, was, you know, this very special thing, and and they, you know, that's what they wanted, right? Um, you, you don't know if the artistic opinion of whoever was in charge of kind of watching over the lighting was terrible, <laughs> in your opinion, right? Maybe, you know, the things they wanted, the colors they chose, and the way that they uh, put their hands on the lights and, 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 and had you design the lighting, you, you don't know if, if that stuff was just plain bad looking, right? Um, because the point is that the lighting designer is not the end-all, be-all in any show. Um, sometimes, and, and often a lot of times, I, you know, I don't want to sound like lighting design is just this this terrible career and this terrible skill where, you know, you run into these people that just exert their opinions and then you make terrible art. You know, <laughs> that's, the, that's far from the truth. But, but there is some truth in it to say that, um, that, you know, sometimes that happens a lot of times. The client, whomever you're working with, you know, they're going to have a great artistic opinion. Um, they're going to look at what you did artistically and say, hey, you do your thing. We see what you're doing. We love it. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, here's the time to program and to make this great. Like, that does happen. That does happen on shows, you know, and, and I can think of a show I did a couple weeks ago where the client just was awesome and... He was was just like, hey, you know, this lighting's spot on. It's exactly what you want. Keep doing what you're doing. We're here to provide you the resources to do that, right? But in the, I would say, in the paid world of lighting, you know, when you're being paid to do a job, um, there are a lot of pressures, pressures of time, of budget, etc. And when it comes to critiquing something, you just really need to be careful what you say, whether in public or in private. 
whenever people ask me my opinion when I see lighting and whatnot, if it's their lighting, I'm going to tell them, hey, this is what I think about this, this is what I think about that, but I also understand that there may be pressures that I'm not aware of from the client, from the customer, from you know, the management, whomever, right? From the budget, there, there may be pressures that I'm not aware of that shaped why you had to make that decision, right? And a lot of times, you know, when someone asks me to critique something, they'll say, yeah, you know, that's exactly what happened. We kind of had to do this because of a budget cut, or we don't have time to do that. We don't have truck space, you know, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so when you do critique, it's really important to say, okay, you know, maybe here's what I would have done differently, but, you know, Maybe you had these pressures. And if you are posting anything publicly about a public event, you know, uh, whether it's a free concert that that was in the park in your city, whether it was a paid concert that you went to, um, you know, be careful. Um, Just be careful. Because, you know, there's hardworking folks out there who are making their living doing this stuff. And maybe that design is exactly what they wanted. But also, maybe that design uh, really wasn't what they wanted to do, but it's what they needed to do to appease the client or to fit it in in the time that they had or to fit it in the budget that they had. And you just don't know the whole story. So thanks for listening to my rant. I hope I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope I brought some value to you today. If you did and you want to learn more about the art of creating great lighting and, and maybe you need to buy some stuff too, check out our other resources. We've got Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Check that out at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. And we have Learn Stage Lighting Gear. If you need to buy anything, any lighting gear, actually, we also have access to to a lot of brands of audio um, and video gear as well. Uh, shoot us an email. Uh, go to learnstagelighting.com slash gear. We have a very simple form for you to fill out. Just takes down the info we need to be able to quote out to you some lights and, and a package of lights, maybe even audio and video stuff that uh, will work for your needs. And, and we'd be happy to get you a personalized quote. Who knows? Um, just, you know, it's it's totally risk-free. We just want to provide you with the resource uh, to potentially be able to buy through us. LearnStageLighting.com slash gear. And we will see you guys in our next episode. Thanks for listening.